Hi, and welcome to episode of Cination. My name is Brandon Sparks. And on this episode of Cination, we have a kind of special re-release episode. So this month, we've been discussing the films of Catherine Bigelow. And last week, we talked about The Loveless, Near Dark, and Blue Steel, the first three films of her career. And before we dive into Point Break and Strange Days this this upcoming week, uh, we wanted to re-release an episode that we did a few few years ago, not a few months, a few years ago, uh, back in September of 2020. Remember those days? It was peak COVID. We were all some of us were inside, some of us weren't. Um, but I sat down with Jeanette Goldstein, who was a star of Catherine Bigelow's Near Dark, and. I was sitting down at that time to talk with Jeanette about James Cameron's films, who James Cameron who will pop up a few times uh, this upcoming week uh, in our upcoming episode. But James Cameron was is the king of the sequel, as we all know, after Avatar 2. And we were covering movie sequels back in September of 2020. And we brought Jeanette on because Jeanette had been in Aliens, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, and Titanic for James Cameron. And she's also been in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Lethal Weapon 2, and several other films, a lot of other films, actually, um, and TV shows. And so we sat down and talked with her about James Cameron, but we also talked about Near Dark. And we thought it would be great to kind of re-release this episode so you can hear kind of the some of the behind-the-scenes stories and everything about uh, Near Dark and her experience working on it. And yeah, if you listen to it back in September 2020, hopefully it'll feel fresh and new because it's been so long. And if you haven't listened to it before, I hope you enjoy this episode because it was a fun episode to sit down and talk with Jeanette over zoom, uh, right when zoom was right. when We were still doing zoom stuff or like really um, the interviews and everything were on zoom. And I was just now kind of at that point, I was still figuring out how to record audio on zoom. Uh, so yeah, it's a little, sounds a little bit different than usual than our usual episodes now, but uh, I still hope you enjoy it. And uh, it's a fun episode. And also, you know, too, if you just say this here, if you haven't reviewed our show, feel free to do so. We'd really appreciate it on whatever platform you listen to. Uh, Apple reviews are the ones we see the most. Uh, Apple podcast reviews. And yeah, five stars would be great. Tell us how much you like the show or you can talk about how much you hate the show. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah. But yeah, on this episode, Jeanette and I had it was a great conversation. I actually saw her recently a few months ago at the New Art Theater when they did a screening of Near Dark there. And uh, we reminisced about this covid interview i guess you could say and uh yeah it was a fun time great great scene dark on the big screen it, it's a it's a wonderful film i think it's a very different film for the vampire genre um but yeah and so on this episode kind of to preface it what we're talking about at the beginning um i forgot all about this but yeah Jeanette and i were talking when we were recording about how Jeanette's parents actually met at the university of alabama and that's where i went to school at uh, undergrad at and so it was kind of fun to see the, the weird alabama connections uh, on that so that's the preface and so you were not confused at the beginning of this episode but yeah i hope you all enjoy this episode uh thank you so much uh here's me and jeanette goldstein if he was there in the 50s because that's in like the very when alabama was going through a lot of like in terms of like race issues they were dealing oh with. yeah oh yeah uh it was like the first big thing was in the 50s and that kind of it, it peaked in the early 60s is what it, is what it was but wow, that's crazy they met there. That's it's it's uh it's weird. And so but you're originally from Los Angeles. Yes. Yes. And, they met there, moved, you know, then they he went to medical school at NYU and then they they drove they got he did his uh internship at the VA. Okay. Probably right up the street where you live. Yeah, right, 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 right near me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's where yeah, that's what's where he worked when that's why we moved to LA. Uh -huh. yeah. And and, then, and I, I grew up there. So you so you grew up LA and then you ended up moving to London, I know, at one point, is what it mm -hmm. was. And yeah. 
when was that? Was like how big of a gap? Was it just LA and then London or, or where else? Well, I, I lived in LA, uh, graduated high school, went to college for a couple of years in Santa Barbara. Then I went to drama school in New York for a couple of years at Circle in the Square. In that time between, I met this Englishman, my boyfriend, and then I got, we got married. And then I moved to London and I did another year of postgraduate uh, English drama training. Was it Webster, Webster Douglas Academy is what it was? Uh, Weber Douglas. Weber, yeah, Weber Douglas. Oh, Weber okay. Douglas. Okay. Yeah, it's a very old, it's not, it doesn't, it's not around anymore. It merged yeah. with, yeah. with um, Central or something like that. But yeah, no, I moved over there and then I lived, uh, yeah, I, so I became, well, I didn't become, I became a resident alien and uh, that's, and then that's, I would live there and yeah, that's where I was cast in Aliens. And then were, were you doing theater at the time when you were mm -hmm. in school there? What, what plays were you doing? Oh, yeah. Um, God, let me see. In London or all? It, it, in God, London, what? but anywhere, anywhere, really. Anywhere. Let me see. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I didn't work in New York because I went. To, I left right after I graduated. I went to London. After I finished, I mean, I did a lot of Shakespeare, obviously, in my training. And the, mm -hmm. when I left, I just tried to get a job however I could in the fringe theater. And I did... Um, um, what did I do? I did this French play. Oh, I don't even remember what that thing was called. And then I did, it was, you know, always was doing it in some freezing cold pub somewhere and then, you know, like a room <laughs> above a pub. Then I did this, um, oh, the, it's called a pantomime. It's like a Christmas play. Okay. You know, called pantomimes. They're, yeah, they're yeah. these, you do? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was, God, what was it? Cinderella in space or something. It was crazy. And we would, we would rehearse in this squat uh -huh. I remember, and then we performed all around London and, and outside, and we did that for a while. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing the director's name on a BBC credit rolling. This was just fairly recent. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, for that play. I just remember, but just like little, you know, fringe theater, things like that all around. Never, never, you know, nothing at like the, the National or yeah, the yeah. RSC. I would have, that would have been a dream. But, yeah. <laughs> And so, and so how long were you doing that before the, the Aliens audition came about? Four, let me see, I went to, I was there for a total of four years. So first year was drama school, uh, year three, I guess, year three. Okay. So I did it in 80, yeah. And then I came back to LA um, for the opening, okay. the premiere, the premiere. Yeah. I, think mm -hmm. I, I figured I'd come back and visit the folks and everything. And then I kind of stayed, ended up going back and forth, but I ended up staying in, in, in Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. And, and so the aliens audition, I've heard there was uh when you auditioned, there was some misunderstanding of what the, what the, what the uh, exact movie was. Yeah. 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 Well, I didn't have an agent. I didn't have an agent. So there was no breakdown or there was just a, um, there was an ad in the stage paper. I forget what it was called, maybe backstage, or maybe that's the American version of it. But the same thing. And they had um, the ads in the back and um, for like open calls. And it was an open call for a film called Aliens. Mm -hmm. And they only wanted to see North American, Canadian and North American actors um, only um, with, with a British equity card. And that's all it was. And, you know, send your picture, your picture and your resume into this address, whatever. And um, so I didn't know what, it, I mean, I think for a second, maybe it occurred to me, you know, I, cause I did see alien. It was what, eight years before that. And I, mm -hmm. but I, I, I don't know, usually sequels are made pretty soon after, especially if it's a successful movie. It's, yeah. you know, so I kind of thought for one second and then I, you know, then I just thought, Oh, listen, they want, you know, North American actors only. And, and when you get your green card 
in England, it's called your resident alien card. So yeah. I thought, oh, it's about that kind of thing. You marry somebody to get one, or it must be about refugees or immigrants, or that was what my idea was. Yeah, yeah. So. And, and then you auditioned for, for uh, Galen Hurd, correct, is what it was? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, for, yeah. First, put, uh, they called me in. They said to go meet her somewhere in central London in an office. And, um, you know, I dressed up in, you know, a little nice light wash of makeup and, um, you know, a pair of, pair of nice slacks and heels. And, a, and I actually had a, it was a hot day on, I remember, because it was very unusual and I was wearing a sleeveless blouse and I walked into the office and there was a poster of Terminator on the wall right behind her and I had just seen it and I loved it. I'd seen it twice in a row. I saw it by myself and I brought my husband back to see it again because I just said, oh my God, this is so good. And a friend of mine had a small part in it too. So... Um, and I was like, oh God, I love that movie. She's like, oh, that's our movie. I was like, oh, oh, oh yes. You know, but I couldn't figure out, I guess I was just confused, you know, but, um, then she, you know, she asked you, well, um, so where are you from? Blah, 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 all the different things. And then she said, oh, um, so do you know anything about this film? And I I said, no, I don't know. And she said, well, it's, you know, did you ever see the first alien, Ridley Scott's alien? I said, oh yeah, absolutely. Well, this is a second part to it. And it's, oh my God. And it, it involves a group of Marines, U.S. Marines, mm-hmm. who go back to the planet. And in my mind, I was thinking, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm not dressed. I'm so it's inappropriately like, it's like dressed. Sl- it's like slowly hitting you. Like, oh no, how am I going to get out? Well, yeah, no, because, you know, usually your agent says, okay, you're going and you're reading for a yeah. Marine. So you yeah. obviously you wear some, you know, Doc Martens and a, whatever, but yeah. Get some sort of hint. So, you know, so I just kind of, um, and they're really, you know, they're, and I, you know, kind of flashed a bicep, you know, curl mm-hmm. at her because I was in the best shape of my life ever. I had just, so this was like the weird, the coincidence is that yeah. I had just finished two years of strict uh, bodybuilding training. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd gone to the gym and I was, I, I just thought, well, why don't I kind of compete and kind of do all this stuff? And so I was in the best shape of my life two years of training. And um, so she was like, wow, wow, you know? And she said, are you, you know, that was the thing she said, are you, are you a bodybuilder? I said, oh, no, no, I just, I, you know, I'm, I live near a gym and I just, it's just something I got kind of obsessed with because women did not go to the gym in those days. Yeah. I mean, they didn't lift weight. I mean, there was, it was very on the fringe, very on the fringe. Very niche probably at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was like Lisa Lyons. She was, there was a, do you know who Lisa Lyons was? She, there was a, there's a picture of her by Robert Mapplethorpe. Okay. You know, and I don't, anyway, it's very, very fringe, you know, especially for mm-hmm. women. I mean, and um, so she wanted to know, oh, you're a body? I said, no, no, I'm not. No, no, I really, I'm an actress. It's just, I know it's weird. It's just, I, I like, you know, lifting weights. And, and she's, oh, do you, you know, do you know any other actresses, you know, American actresses and, you know, with British equity cards who live? <laughs> I don't know. I hardly know any women. Yeah. You know, there's a couple in my gym. That's it. Um, so, so then, so that's, so then she explained and then she said, okay, well then, uh, maybe, I don't know if she had me read or I think she, you know, she just said here, take this, take these sides, take this script. Um, don't worry about the character. We just want to hear how you read and then um, come back dressed, you know, maybe more like a, <laughs> a soldier. <Yeah. laughs> I said, okay. And so that was the, the beginning of the whole, the whole mm-hmm. thing. And, and was it true that they, they had given it to someone else before you got it? I, I had heard. Yeah, you know, I don't know how far the the deal, I mean, I'm sure the deal wasn't done because then they would have had to pay. Maybe it was, um, you know, I, I guess it wasn't signed, but I mm-hmm. think um, they had, 
we're going with toward whatever you want to say um because mm-hmm. i'd never asked jim about the exact you know what the deal was i doubt yeah. there was a deal made um with a woman bodybuilder mm-hmm. and it was the same idea he thought well i you know arnold yeah. i taught him how to act and he you know i mean let's do the same thing because they really really wanted the physique to be paramount they just didn't want like you know this was like the jane fonda time you know yeah, <laughs> sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. Error, you know, and, yeah. and so that was not, that was the sort of look. So, I mean, now it's very common. Women have yeah. biceps or, you know, whatever. But um, so they, they'd found this, there was a, there was, she was very pretty. Um, and I think she was half Latina. I think her dad was Mexican or something like that. But I, I forget her name. Oh, um, Rachel McLeish. That was okay. it. Rachel McLeish. Uh-huh. So she was, she'd come and they were, you know, going to, I guess take her acting classes or something like that. And I'm not sure how far down, but they were really they down the line with her. So mm-hmm. that's why they said, you're not auditioning for this role, even though we gave you the lines because it's already being cast. It, yeah. It's not gonna be cast here, et cetera. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. So it worked out for me. They decided <laughs> not to go with her and go mm-hmm. with me instead. So, yeah. And so when were you able to audition with, with Cameron? Like how far down the line oh. was that? I, let me see. So I came back and I read, um, they, they gave me the lines of Vasquez. I forget which scenes, you know, here, there, little bits and bits and pieces. And I, and I came back and I, I read it as Vasquez because, you know, yeah. well, I, I, it's harder to make up. I don't know. I don't know any other way to sort of read lines. You know, you have to read them as a person. So I figured, well, might as well read as the character who sang this. <laughs> um, seemed pretty obvious to me. Um, and then, um, she said, you have time to go for lunch and come back. And I said, yeah, absolutely. And she said, well, here, take this, this piece, this monologue here, and it, um, go have lunch, uh, just work with it and come back. And I want to hear how you read this. I was like, oh, God, okay, sure. And because characters is named Hudson. Again, you're not mm-hmm. reading for this character. I just <laughs> want to see how you read. <laughs> I said, okay, it's kind of fun, you know. Yeah. So, you know, it was the, um, it was that monologue. It was cut out of the film. It's in mm-hmm. the director's cut where he's like, he's pumping the guys up, all of us up during the drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, we got sticks, we got stones, we got, he's doing that whole kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I ran out and thought, oh, okay, I get it. And then, okay, this is this character. So I did my version of whoever this Hudson person was, you know, it was fun. It was really yeah. fun. Um, very, very opposite to the, you know, this, whoever this Vasquez person was. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, thanks. Thank you. Great. Maybe we'll, you know, and then, that's when I, let me see, the next time is, yeah, it was when I got the call to come in and meet um, James Cameron. That's when it was. And that's when I went down to Pinewood Studios, which is outside of London. And um, we, again, kind of d- talked about Vasquez, talked about the character, kind of did the improvised things, um, read again. He kind of, you know, crawled around on the floor. I forget what, but I remember thinking like, is this guy the writer or is he the director? <laughs> It's, I don't know. The director wouldn't be crawling on the floor. And I was, you know, I, again, yeah. I should, I, I didn't have any info. And of course yeah. I didn't want to say, who are you? You know, I mean, it was like, you know, cause usually you're with an agent. Like, okay. You're going to yeah. go in the room and you're going to meet so-and-so and so-and-so and you're meeting yeah. so-and-so and, you know, so you'd be prepared. And I just was like, you know. but, um, and they were so young too, yeah. you know, I mean, I was 25 and what Gail was 29 and yeah, he was, yeah. Probably 30. Probably. I mean, it was, yeah. 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 I, so I was like, oh, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't Galen Hurd and James, James Cameron. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the thing. 
Well, yeah, I mean, they made Terminator. That was great. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it was a kind of a weird, so that was fun. And we were just talking and talking about just, you know, Vasquez and who she might be and all that kind of stuff in the, in the movie. And, and cause I was, I just had that, those pages to read. Yeah. You know, he didn't tell me anything about the movie. So, and they said, oh, well, great. It's great. It was really great meeting you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. Okay. Bye. So I left and I thought, well, okay, I got to find my way back to London. I wonder which bus I, t-. you know, I mean, I was like, yeah, yeah. and um, I'm packing up and the casting director came in, said, can you come back in? And I said, yeah, yeah, of course. So I come back in the room and this, and then that's when he said, okay, so this is not, sounds weird. We're going to give you a script of the movie and we want you in the movie, but we don't know which role we're going to give you yet. So okay. just read the script and we'll be in touch in a couple of weeks. Is that okay? <laughs> ah, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was, it was so funny because it was like, you know, we want to get, we want to make sure we get you before anyone else does, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which of course, no agent, not, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody's, everyone's coming you, after me. Yeah. Oh yeah. You better, you better hurry. You better yeah. hurry. I don't know what's um, going to happen. I know. Yeah. So then I, you know, I walked out again into the room and I was like with the script and I'm like with the casting director and I was like, uh, you know, kind of speechless. And she said, okay, uh, do you have an agent? And I, I said, no, I, I, I don't have an agent. She goes, oh, okay. Well, do you want to do the deal directly with me? <laughs> you know, this is Mary <laughs> Selway is like the biggest cast. She yeah. goes, or I could get you an agent if you would like to, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like the whole thing is, yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah. They, I mean, it's the whole, the whole day is just like crazy. You know what I mean? It's just, I was like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yes, please. Um, and then, you know, I took this train home, got home, and, you know, my husband is like, yeah, how did it go? And I was like, uh, you won't believe this, you know? I was like, I'm in a fucking movie. You know, I, was like, I have no idea who, who, what I'm playing. It's like, what are you talking about? It was like, it was crazy. And then yeah. it was, and I read the script. It was so good. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, no, it was great. So I, I just, I just loved it, and I loved the character of, of mm-hmm. Vasquez. And I was like, oh god, I hope. I, and, That's the um, one. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Although I was, I was just so over the moon, I could not believe mm-hmm. I, I, I was gonna, I had a job, you know, paying yeah. job before I was thirty as an actor. You know, it was just <laughs> like, oh my god, I'll make my parents so happy. I don't have to um, give up yet. That's the thing. <laughs> Well, yeah, 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 no, no. They say, you know, if you got to be able to be good with being unemployed for six or seven years or yeah. eight years, you know, and that's true, you know. Um, but yeah, no, then I got a call a couple of weeks later and they, you know, said, I've got some good news for you. They're going to, you know, they're going to give you Vasquez. So that was like, oh, my God. Oh, wow. So we, we did an episode just recently on uh-huh. James Cameron on like his mm-hmm. filmography. And so I guess the one thing I want to know is that how much freedom do you get on set with him in terms of like either the backstory or just either improvising on set? Like what's that? Well, (laughs) you you better not waste his time. (laughs) Um, And if you're going to bring something, it better be, it better be good. I mean, of course, I mean, that's understandably, I mean, you know, understandable. And, um, you know, it depends on your relationship. I mean, Bill yeah. and him yeah. have this long-standing relationship, and I mean, you know, and and Bill Paxton, he's just he just would, you know, <laughs> oh my God, you know, just throw yeah. everything and yeah. anything. He'd be shot down, and he'd be like pick himself back up, and he'd just keep going, <laughs> keep going. You know, me, I just like terrified. You know, yeah. I prepare myself if I and if I had something that I really needed to say and do, mm-hmm. if, if it wasn't in the script, 
you know, I would bring. And the, also the, one of the few things I brought to him was the, was the pull-ups. Yeah. That, and that was the one thing that I, I had to suggest because I, I think it would make, it would make the line work, but I also knew that it was a, take a lot of time to rig that up and, you know. Yeah. It's but, also, it's a great intro for a character. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just like, who is this person? And then I, I've, I've, I've heard you say too, you've described uh, Cameron as like a very loyal person. Mm. Uh, how, can you explain that a little bit more? Like how, like how so? Well, he's, you know, he's um, the sort of social graces and the kind of slick sort of, he's just not that, you know, he yeah. is who he is. And um he wants you to go there, do that, you know, that sort of thing. He's, you know, he doesn't mince words. And mm -hmm. he, you know, once you, he respects your work and you can do the job and you get along and you work together, he, he just, he seems to be very, very loyal to, you know, I mean, not only the actors, you know, and yeah. it's, of course, if, if it's, it's below the line, it's the designers, it's lighting, it's, you know, it doesn't matter if, you know, you have a huge name or you've done this, yeah. you know, but any, any, I think he feels like he was, like so most people do, you're given a start, you're given a, a leg up and you, you become loyal to the people who helped you out and you kind of bring them up with you. Yeah. You and know, yeah. or you just uh -huh, bring them along for the fun either yeah. way. Cause I know like, like with Bill, like he was like, I know on the Corman sets with him, mm -hmm. uh, like, doing, like pa <laughs> painting with him is what it was. I remember reading. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fun to work with your friends. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's a, and and that's what that was my next thing is that what I like about his films, and I I think you're you're very prominent in this and with aliens as well, is that they have a weird like family vibe to them. Like they're these very like makeshift families, like I think when you break mm. it down. And I think that's very apparent in like aliens with like with y'all's chemistry, especially like the latter, like I guess the the, the last hour or so of the movie with like you and Bill and and, mm. and Lance and Michael Bean and all of them. Um, like what was that experience with, with those, with that cast? What was that experience like working with them? Well, we spent a lot of time together and we were given the luxury of getting to know each other for two weeks before. And, and when I know, I mean, being paid, you know, rehearsal, it was yeah. rehearsal for two weeks, which is, you know, that is an incredible luxury. So we, you know, aside from a lot of times it's just, you know, the table read and then, you know, you're up yeah. and you're on and, and you're doing your work. And I mean, I understand how that has to be in film and TV, but it was amazing. I'm just like the set department gets to be, you know, art departments together and you're talking about stuff. We got to know each other and talk to each other and, and, and uh, do weapons training and then kind of hang out socially with each other and, fool around and, and improvise. And so it, it, it does show, it does show that we really know each other and we acted like, um, well, it's an ensemble, yeah, which is a, which is a military unit. And, and then you, I mean, again, it's not a Cameron film, but then you kind of carry that over with near dark with, with, uh, with Bill Paxton and Lance Henriksen. Mm -hmm. Like it's still like that again, like there's a family vibe in that movie with all of y'all. Like it's, it's, I mean, it's well, a very, good. yeah, it's very, but it's like, that's why I love about it. It's, it's, it's this, it's this very, again, it's this makeshift family where uh, you guys have been together for so long. And so 
But it's that, that, it's it, a family. It's a family vacation from hell <laughs> <laughs> that never ends. You're yeah. you're with your family in a Winnebago, and you just for, into for eternity a, for years, for decades, or sometimes hundreds of and years. That's why they were so mean. You know, they were upset. I mean, and truly, by the end, it was interesting because yeah, we had known each other. I mean, obviously, Bill Lance and I. I mean, that was a really interesting casting, and and we yeah. had that relationship there and that like language, yeah, with each other, and. But I swear by the end, so that the first scene where you see us, the interior inside the Winnebago is the only part that was, that was filmed on a set. And oh, that wow. was at, Ra at Raleigh Studios. Okay. Inside a little Winnebago. And that was like two days. Yeah. All the rest of it was, I forget how many weeks, but like six weeks of nights. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and... Oh, man. You know, at a at a truck stop in Arizona in the freezing cold. Yeah. Or, I mean, and it was, we had, by that end of that time, and then, you know, we had, you know, Homer, um, Josh, lovely Josh Miller, who at that time was, you know, 12 and mm -hmm. celebrated his 13th birthday and his month. Oh my God, we we kind of hated each other in the way that only only a family who'd gone on a trip for that long. So by the time we got to the scene where we were inside and we're sitting and we're cramped together and and like I remember Josh Miller had that it was like a ball in between shots he was like banging it, banging it, banging it, and like Bill like takes it from me and goes just fucking god damn it I am gonna kill you and I'm gonna kill this ball and you know it was. It was so perfect. I mean, we had we had just had enough of each other, as you know, anybody would after a while. But it was it worked. It absolutely worked for that first moment in the scene. Oh no, it does. <laughs> and and my, my favorite scene in the entire movie is the bar scene that happens. Like for I mean, oh like, yeah, it's it's amazing. And like and and Bill Paxton, uh, he he's a firecracker in that scene. He just like he go he goes off in that scene. So good, so good. And and I mean, uh, there was stuff cut out. I mean, that was. <laughs> it's toned down a little. I mean, he, oh, would just go, really? he would go and go. I mean, so much of that was, you know, improvised. And mm -hmm. I mean, he was just in his element and, you know, all the other, God, all the, the, the victims, they were amazing. You know, the, the, the bartender and the mm -hmm. biker and the wait. Yeah. They were so good. So it was, yeah, that's such a, such a great scene. Yeah. I, it, and, it, and it just goes on. Like we, we actually, my friends and I just watched that. I had seen it before, but we watched it during quarantine. Like uh -huh. we, we have a movie night, like once a week is what it is. And near dark was mm -hmm. one of them. And that's the scene where you're just like, it just keeps in a good way. It just keeps yeah. going. Like I was like, we're on like three songs, like three songs playing this in this scene, just like all the way through. Like it's a long, it and, is yet, mm -hmm. and like kind of, and and terrifying. That's the other thing. It's like it's a great scene, but it's also like terrifying to me. When yeah, I know the song it. is interesting because the songs that it changes, it changes the um, tone. You exactly. Know, the, oh, it's really yeah, it's it's really yeah. good. It's really good. There's yeah. And and another thing I had about that, that movie is who can't with the hairstyle for 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 your character for Diamondback. Oh, oh, that was it. Well, it was in the script. Okay. It said that she was a peroxide blonde. Okay. And um, Catherine said, "Oh, you know, you don't, you don't have to do that. Don't. And that's just, you know, I just wrote it. You yeah. can, you can do what you want." And I, and I, but I was like, "No, no, no, no. I think that's really, that's really interesting because mm -hmm. we'd all had talked a lot about the flesh out, like uh, the backstory of when we returned, from yeah. what period each of us had come from." And we, again, with Catherine, we spent the three, we spent a lot of time rehearsing and talking and, and, um, you know, we'd figured out the time 
and you could see with the costumes there were hints of where they were and um mm-hmm. so like uh lance he mentioned something about in the, like civil like, war. in the civil war yeah, yeah. right and then you got bill he's all about uh dead not deadwood what am i saying um the okay corral the last um oh yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so Wyatt he's Earp, Wyatt Earp. yeah Wyatt Earp. yeah so he was that was he was a gunslinger and he was okay. killed in that and then you move up the years and i'm in um the dust bowl depression so i'm oh, kind of wow. like the, the postman always rings twice so that's why yeah. i was looking at that so she's do- bottle dyed her hair okay you know she's got to get out of this place um because i talked about being picked up by you know h- hitchhiking and and so I, but I just thought, well, you know, you're on the road, you're a vampire, you're dying your hair in a bathroom. You don't have time to do, to, you know, touch up your roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to, they're going to grow out. Yeah. It's the kind of woman who's like, she might not be that clean her nail, but her, she will have her black eyeliner no matter what, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that was, that was that. So I was the Dust Bowl gal. Um, and then Homer was fifties, kind of the kid, you know? Yeah. So that kind of leave it to the weird, twisted, yeah. leave it to Beaver. I gotcha. Okay, got it. So we just that was. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I didn't catch. I mean, it's that makes more sense now with the with like the Dust Bowl and all the different eras. Like I knew about Lance's thing with uh, Civil War because he mentions it, but I could see the other one that that being where the other ones are from. Uh, yeah, tomb, oh, sorry. It was Civil War, Tombstone, uh, the Dust Bowl. And then, like, leave it to Beaver, and then you, then you go then you go into the present. What a great so fam- just, What a great family! It's Americana, <laughs> you know. It's it's just a ride across, you know, the, yeah. the American landscape. I mean, it really is. And then you use like a a, a switchblade a lot, or like a knife in that movie a lot too, like the. It was a butterfly knife. It was okay. a Filipino. I think they said it was Filipino butterfly knife. So yeah, I had to kind of learn how to how to do that. I you know. I learned lots of skills. I learned how to <laughs> learn how to weld during Aliens. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. I get welding. Sense. I yeah. had to weld. That would make sense. And yeah, and then uh, learned how to use a butterfly knife in Near mm-hmm. Dark, and yeah. <laughs> and so you already moved back to LA by the time Near Dark got yeah. cast. Okay. Yeah. And was yeah. it like how long of a gap like between like moving back to LA did that come about with Near Dark? God, I, um, it was pretty soon afterwards. I mean, when I came back to LA, one of the reasons I stayed is because, you know, I had a lot of interest yeah. uh, in me and taking lots of meetings and lots of reading lots of scripts. And I would be hanging out, you know, I'd socialize a lot with, with Bill and Lance and Mark and all the guys from Aliens and my friends. And we'd all say, oh, so what are you reading for? What are you reading for? You know, that kind of thing. And um, none of, we didn't mention this. We didn't mention the <laughs> script to each other because we just thought, God, this is really, they're going to think I'm crazy when I say, oh, yeah, I read this really great thing. It's a vampire western. Yeah. You know? No, yeah. no, no, guys, it's really good. I swear, I swear. Yeah. So we, so I forget, like, at some dinner, someone said, oh, well, there is this kind of vampire western. And it was like, wait a second. Wait, I read that too. <laughs> it was like, yeah, me too. So, yeah, it's really, it's really good. I can, it's kind of poetic, and I, it's hard to explain. So, yeah, that was the first thing I did after, right? After, because it came out, let me see, Aliens came out in the summer 80, of... I think 86, 86, right? Six. Yeah. And then this was, I remember... Yeah, it was, yeah, so a year and a half or something like that. Yeah. It was, well, it came out, I remember Halloween, that was the unfortunate thing, Halloween yeah. weekend. And so that would have been eight, 87, right? Yeah. Almost, almost 88, so... Yeah. And that yeah. was, like, right when the trend of, like, vampire movies was happening, was the other thing. 
Well, there was the books, those great books, um, Interview with a Vampire, mm-hmm. um, which I had read and, you know, kind of was told to read because of, of the sort of idea of the, the loneliness of the vampire. That was sort of that mm-hmm. kind of thread running through it, how lonely it is, that life. And, but yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you know, there was the, what was it called? The Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That opened on the same weekend, which, yeah, <laughs> crushed us, crushed us. <laughs> we yeah, were not. Yeah. <laughs> The teen surfer, like vampire, like vampire movie. I know we were not the. I was not part of the brat pack. <laughs> <laughs> I was like three years too old. I was yeah. so over the hill. I was yeah. all of twenty twenty six. You know, <laughs> too, too old for the brat pack. Oh, I was. I, I was twenty. I'm twenty six. Yeah, twenty six. That's that's like way over the hill in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but it's gained. But Near Dark's gained somewhat of a life. Like after, like years later, like it's become pretty like cult following. It's pretty amazing. I was I was actually amazed when people would mention it, they'd seen it. Yeah. Um, my husband actually saw it, my my second husband. Sorry, not the one at the time, the English one, but mm-hmm. actually managed a movie theater. He managed the the Clay Theater in San Francisco, okay. which is sort of like a you know art house, a grind house. And yeah. he saw he was you know because it only played for a weekend or two weekends before they yeah. had to pull it. You know, <laughs> and he actually oh double bill. Oh, the lower half of it was yeah, lower half of the double bill. He's okay. shouting at me from the other room. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I was always amazed. I was amazed, but then you know it got re because the it got re released. I guess the, the the company that released it went bankrupt, and the rights were all messed up. And yeah. you know it was always just some some dude in a video store, sort of like cinephile. Yep. That's how I and found so, out. Yeah, that's how I found it. Like, hey, no, man, you don't want to see that piece of shit. You, want, this is what you really want to see. You know, yeah. they hand you this old beat up copy of yeah. a, you know the VCR, and then you know it got. I couldn't believe it when they called me and said, "Hey, you know, we're re-releasing it on the CD, and we're going to do a documentary." And mm-hmm. even now, just the other day, I was in a, in a, you know in Atlanta. I was getting some food to go, and this guy's like looking at me, taking us, "Can I see your ID?" And da, 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 da. and then he's looking and. And then he goes, you are near dark, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, could really, I was like, oh, my God. You're, oh, my God. He goes, oh, man. You know, so the fans are pretty hardcore. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, <laughs> so I'm glad. I'm glad. And they played it at the Museum of Modern Art once, yeah. with, um, you know, because it's beautiful. I mean, Catherine, you know, it's like an art film. Yeah. It's it really beautifully is. shot. Beautifully shot. Oh, yeah. And the score's yeah. wonderful. But Tangerine Dream. and Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, you do a few other things, but the, but Terminator Two happens ninety one, I think, is when it is. It's yeah, ninety one. How, how did how did your involvement come with that? That was just a uh, pick the phone up, <laughs> and I know, I know sometimes it's either it comes really hard for me or really easy. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it was um, well you know, James Cameron and I were, he'd always, you know, how's it going? How's, you know, what movies are you reading? You know, and I was, I'd kind of mention, you know, it was a little hard being a character actress and in you know, my first role playing someone didn't look like me. And they're always thinking, you know, I'm like six feet and Mexican, yeah. you know, I'm huge. And he said, Oh, but you're so sweet. You're such a great mom. I, I had just had a kid a couple of years ago. Oh, but you're so sweet. You're a mom. Mm-hmm. You can do, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he called me up and he said, well, I got you a mom role. <laughs> You're going to play a mom in a, in a movie. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, cool. It's going to be so great. I'm just like, and he's so, he was like, <laughs> so that's how I got it. So it's great. I love, I, I think she's, she's just 
it's terrible. She's such a her, her and Xander, uh, you know, her and Todd. Yeah, we would just we would we pretend that we basically took a lot of bong hits before the door. <laughs> Kept the knock on the door. There's a cop. Oh, there's, there's a, a cop, cop here. Cop, <laughs> you know. So. What that what that kid do this time? Right, right, right. But and, and then but I heard that you because you also kind of play the the T one thousand technically of. Or you, you met with Robert Patrick, correct? Like how to play mm-hmm. that character. How did that go? Yeah, that was great. So um, I guess it's actors always want to get together and rehearse with each other. <laughs> if you can't, if you can possibly can. Yeah. I mean, of course, it's just usually, you know, if you're with films, they're busy or doing something. But, you know, he was so excited and, you know, was like, oh, you want to come over to my apartment and I can tell you what I'm doing. And I mean, he was blown away. He got this role. I mean, yeah. my God, he was like couldn't believe it he was so so excited and so yeah we met he told me what he was doing his physicality mm-hmm. how he kind of held his his you know saw with his ears and you know subtle things that would kind of clue the audience in that she was it was sort of different you know you know that's it's fun things as an actor to do mm-hmm. you know and you people catch it in some yeah. way if they don't you just kind of get this sense that something's uh, something's a little off aside from the fact that she's just way too nice she's and too nice, she yeah. doesn't know the name of the of the dog yeah. you know aside from that you know when he so that over, was right yeah when he come home for dinner why is she asking me this she never wants me home for dinner <laughs> this is insane and then and then you work with robert patrick again on autopsy right right have you seen that i have seen it you I have watched, that at the yeah, oh I watched, yeah yeah I, yeah I watched it this weekend actually. <laughs> I heard I heard it was on because I um on Facebook I'm I'm friends you know with the director and 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 he had said oh, hey you know it's on isn't it isn't it on um I I rented Hulu it off or of, Amazon or something I I, I, re- I rented it off Amazon is what I did right yeah right 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 yeah 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 that was that was very strange that was that was good i like that movie it's so disgusting it's, fun. it's very bloody it's very yeah it's, oh. it's, yeah not for oh. the faint of heart <laughs> it's just yeah and, and i mean that gave me the whole because I, when i started to read it and i was just like oh my what oh 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 you know my god it's so you know and um it's and just your character's so like a neat freak and your character's yes. like, like it's, it's so like i want to be clean oh my god you better me dirty well, that was, well, see, that's what gave me, so, you know, I love looking at a script and different, different things and trying to find, you know, a, about who this woman was. And the, yeah. the only, what I got from the director, she, he said, you know what, I know it's kind of, it reads like a nurse ratchet, uh-huh. but I, I, I just, I just don't want you to do it like that. If you could come up with something different than nurse, you know, and I get it, you know, mm-hmm. and it's trying to think of who is that woman and, you know, sometimes and I thought, well, they're in this, you know, we were in the South, which we, we filmed it in in uh where are we louisiana because it takes place yeah it was clinton outside it was at a a, a sane asylum there's a there's a okay yeah there's a hospital for the criminally insane and that's where we filmed it and um but um oh yeah so i was just thinking like you know that kind of southern woman (laughs) you know she's just so sweet you know (laughs) i was like because she's just so bitter and so you know i mean she will kill you kill you with that smile you know what i mean like butter won't melt in her mouth but but then i the cleaver yeah (laughs) yeah but i also thought i mean my first thought you know as an actress i get this white thing and i think how am i going to keep myself clean this costume how many do they have for me because there's so much blood on this set this is going to be freaking (laughs) impossible and then i thought ah that's it. That's the key to her character. She's yeah. also just freaked out yeah. that when she has to kill people, that she's going to get a splatter of blood on her. 
no wonder, no wonder everything is so tense and she's just like a neat freak and a germaphobe. So I was just like, that's it. That's, that's the character. She's a germaphobic. Yeah. Oh, working in a place where you're chopping people up. So you, you clean, you, you clean the phone every time you answer it. I, yeah. like, uh, I was, because I was like, she does that every time. Okay, I get it. And then the, it pays off when you're like, you got me dirty at the very end. I was like, oh, okay, this is what it is. It's a terrible place to be if you if you're that type of person. I know. Just don't try to chop somebody's arm off if you, <laughs> you know, if you need if you need to stay. So anyway, that yeah. was that was fun. I'm glad I'm glad it's people are seeing it. That I, I also didn't get much of a a release or I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. It was pretty yeah, good. It's it's fun. It's a it's it's a short, fun, like lean horror film. Like yes, yes. Thing. But yeah, but yeah, you with you did Robert, with Robert Patrick on that one as well. But but back to Terminator Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you've you've done multiple films with, with Cameron, did he change from film to film, or is he just the exact same every time? He's the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, as like you said, he, you know, meeting him when he was young. Oh well, he wasn't James Cameron then, but yeah, yeah, yeah. no, he was though. Yeah. <laughs> he was, you know, I mean, as a thirty-year-old, yeah. he was as possessed, and I mean, of possessed of a maturity and yeah. drive and a focus as you know beyond his his age and talent and then as he's become more and more and more famous he still works as if he's just that same 30 year old who's there just to kind of do a job with a bunch of journeymen and you know there's maybe millions and billions of dollars behind but that doesn't matter that's not his concern his concern is just getting the shot and doing the the work so yeah because i know he has like um people see him a certain way like outside people but like mm. when like going into like looking at his movies and also just like researching him, it just seems like he like wants to make a good movie at the end of the day. Like that's like what he wants to do. Of course, yeah. yeah. And he and he and he wants to make what's interesting to him. Yeah. And it, it doesn't it doesn't matter, you know. I mean, he's, he was interested in machines and and weaponry and the 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 grunt, the the plight of the the foot soldier, yeah. and he's making that. And then he's fascinated in the Titanic, and he's going to make that. And he wants to do it himself. He'll do that. And you know, I mean, it's just <laughs> yeah, you know. So, yeah. what what do you think makes him stand out as a director? Like, is it is it all that, or is there something else about him? Well. I don't know. I mean, you know, if you watch Aliens, it's like every frame, everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just filled and and yeah, yeah, action and constant and and, it, and there's a logic. I mean, I as an actor, I always appreciate, you know, the the pieces fit together. Mm-hmm. That the people aren't doing these crazy things that doesn't have any basis basis in logic and yeah, you know, so. I don't know. I, I, and you know, he loves genre, you know, the different types of genre films. And so I'm yeah. kind of a film geek. So I really, I really like that. Yeah. And I, I read that he was, he was always into sci-fi growing up. And then uh, oh, yeah. I think it was, I read that it was 2001 Space Odyssey that kind of broke him out. Like, oh, I should, I should be a filmmaker <laughs> or be involved in films. Yeah. But and you mentioned Titanic because I want to get to that too. Because weirdly uh-huh. uh, with my family, I mean, my family's not a big sci-fi. They're not big sci-fi people. So they haven't really seen Aliens. They haven't seen like Near Dark. But I mentioned Titanic oh. and explained like, oh, she's it's the Irish mother. And Titanic goes, oh, I love her. Like, it's <laughs> like that, that's what like gets them. And and, and I and I love you in that role. And well, thank you. I, I get. I guess my big question was, how do you how do you prep for a role like that? Because like we, I don't think we really get a name of her in any way. Like at least on screen. Like how do you prep for that type of role? 
Hmm. Well, like you, uh, you prep the way you would for any, any role, mm -hmm. you know, so you're playing a person in a situation um, with a certain kind of history. I mean, it was interesting. I was talking with the Irish actors on, on the set. I mean, I was pretty much the only non, you know, ethnic, you know, I wasn't from the Irish people play the Irish actors were from Ireland and mm -hmm. you know, all different. So, um, but I was talking with them, the musicians, a lot of the musicians, and they were telling me, you know, how so many people died. So many, mm -hmm. you know, the Irish, they, they went over, they worked on the ship and they, you know, some, in Belfast and Liverpool and, and, you know, the, the myth of the, you know, women and children first, it was just, it was the first class women and children yeah. first. Yeah. So um, they helped me with the bedtime story I told them because it just, mm -hmm. in the script, it says she tells them a story or puts them to sleep with a story or a song or something like that, I forget, whatever. So I was trying to figure out what, you know, and they were, they'd come up to me and said, you have to say that this is the, the land of Tiernanog. And I remember one of them, he wrote out the whole story, this long mm -hmm. page. You know, I knew I wouldn't get to say the whole thing. <laughs> But you know how it was about the land of you yeah. know like Valhalla and the other side and um, but uh, I didn't you know I mean the set as far as preparing my sort of awe of like entering this boat yeah. I mean the set was so re real yeah and you enter down this this plank and I was holding both the two children the actors with my both my hands and my baggage and and you're then you go down these hall I mean you're in you know no yeah. acting necessary you are in the environment mm -hmm. so did you write a backstory for that role because for some reason I thought I heard Cameron say at some point like a commentary that you'd written a backstory or an extensive backstory on that role mm. maybe I'm mishearing <laughs> maybe I misheard it somewhere you know there's always yeah I mean you know I, I, you know, I don't usually write this stuff down. I just usually have, you know, obviously where, where she was going, where her husband yeah. was, you know, I mean, all of those things, all actors, do, all, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. do that. I mean, it was funny. I was, um, so for this role, this time, did I have, yeah. So I had my, my oldest son and I was in the process of adopting mm -hmm. a child, yeah. um, a boy, you know, and, but I didn't, I didn't know, wasn't a specific child, but I was, you know, looking to adopt yeah. and the, it kept, the, the the film I, my role kept being pushed and pushed and pushed but I so I just said you know ugh, I'm I'm doing this and I I might have to have she might have to have another child a baby wrapped in a, in a and they said is this great that'll be great there's no problem with that having a newborn wrapped in you know, so he said I said as it turned out the the baby my son was born maybe like six weeks before so uh, you know i didn't ha i decided to leave him at home and go back and forth and gotcha as opposed to bringing him on the set but and then how long were you on the set for because i know that's that was a, a big somewhat you know, not, set. right yeah no you know what um i was this was filmed down in rosarita mexico mm -hmm. and so it was a total of a kind of two weeks on and off i mean i i worked with children you know, and at mm -hmm. night, so you have to be wrapped done first. So yeah. it was a lot of times where we get ready, we get prepared, and then it was like, gotta wrap them, you know. And so, um, it wasn't that long at all. Okay. You know, it was like three days within one week, and then coming back and, you know, yeah, filming the the other scenes. It was only I was only in three yeah, scenes. Yeah, three scenes. It's, three uh, three setups. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's when you're coming in when you pass DiCaprio, and then I uh -huh. think it's the yeah it's the it's the life jackets when you're like at that when you're at you guys at the stairs and then the right and then putting yeah. them to bed yeah 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 you know it's funny after we did the um we did them in order okay 
And then <laughs> the little boy was so cute. Oh my God, this little boy. Um, and he'd only like, I think was in the background of like a McDonald's commercial or something. You okay. know, he didn't, he'd never, he wasn't a, you know, a movie kid. Um, and after, so we filmed the one, you know, where I say, you know, when they finish putting the, you know, the first class passengers on the boat, they'll be coming for us. And then I would do the, the, the going to bed scene where he just had to be asleep. After we finished that, he comes up to me and I was like, oh, well, that was great. It was nice working with you. And he goes, well, what about the other scene? And I was like, what, what? He goes, you know, when, when we get on the boats, the one, you know, when you tell me we get on. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, no. I was like, oh. You better, uh, I don't think your mother might know when that's going <laughs> to It's like, oh, God, poor thing. Oh, I'm not going to tell him. He's going to find out when he sees the movie. No, no. <laughs> Oh man. So, so do you have a favorite, I guess, movie with Cameron? Like, I mean, we've talked about three of like the three that you did. Do you have a favorite one? You know, my, well, Vasquez, I spent the most time. I mean, that was, yeah. that's pretty obvious at being doing that, but God, all three of those, I mean, the three characters were great. They were just uh, really different from each other. Yeah. Um, had a real sort of importance for the story. Yeah. You know, I like that. I like even, even, you know, the small, they this the Titanic one, which was a small role, and mm -hmm. even the you know the, has has some sort of pivotal point. Yeah. To what the what the story is trying to tell, which I like that. You know, yeah. I mean, I would, I would, I would do something even if it wasn't me you know, doing that. But I yeah, mean, yeah. that that makes me think back of all of them and think you know they all were really, really good roles. Yeah. Like I mean, I know the Irish Mother, for example. It's just it's one that pops out to me when rewatching it. Is that how? He sets you guys up pretty well like early on, sets that character up. Like, mm -hmm. Seems like they're not going to mean anything at the beginning. And then it comes around, I think, like, the, the bedtime story is, like, the pivotal moment for when the ship is going down. That's the one that a lot of people know, like, remember is that specific moment. Well, yeah, that's the one I read. When I, well, that, that one, I was, like, he gave me the script and said, okay, so go through it. You know, the, this role is taken here. You know, obviously, yeah. here. Which, which one would you... Okay. kind of speaks to you so i was you know i read it and i was like oh i want this one <laughs> you know <laughs> the entire movie stops from you yeah. know so i can you know put these children to sleep yeah. you know yeah so yeah i was like oh i think i, I want to audition for that one so. <laughs> did you audition for that one or was it like a yeah yeah i okay. auditioned for it yeah okay. and i it's funny i auditioned with my son my oldest son um it was real. He he would never wanted. He you know he was very very shy, incredibly shy, and I forget why he said he wanted to go. Someone said, "Oh, he said I'll, I'll read for it as well." And I was like, "Oh, okay, you want to do that, Pablo?" You know, and he goes, and while we're doing it, he's reading with me, and he starts to cry while he's reading it. I mean, it was really a devastating read, but the, but, <laughs> but the the casting director came up to me and just said. He was really crying. I said, yeah. And he's like, he doesn't want it. I said, no, he doesn't want to do this. This, this is, I was shocked that he even said he was going to come in. But no, no, this is not a child who wants to be an actor. Because <laughs> movies would upset him so much. He, he, he couldn't see Free Willy just like made him. Oh, man. Just, oh, yeah. no, no, no Disney films for my, because you know, there's always like somebody's father being trampled. Yeah. That's how it starts. Uncle. Yeah. Oh, never, never. He just. I could not take him to any of those sort of movies. He had to, it's like Wayne's World all the way. It had to be comedy and slapstick. Well, that's, that's fine. Wayne's World's totally fine. 
It was totally fun. Yeah. I asked him one. I said, how did you do? Do you know what's going on? Because he was really young, you know. And he goes, yeah. Uh, uh, Wayne has a, a, a girl and Garth wants that girl too. So they go <laughs> to look for girls. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's basically the plot. Yeah, that sums that's it up, it. yeah. That sums <laughs> it up. You understood the thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a few more movies I want to bring up real quick. Uh, Miracle Miles, another one I love that you're in. Oh, mm-hmm. With your, your, the helicopter scene, I think is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I forget. I, I, I have either was Beverly Hills chick number one or Beverly Hills chick number two. two. I remember, was I number two? I, I, I oh, let me see. <laughs> let me see. I don't know. I mean, I remember making up a, a name for myself. I'm Sharon Finkelstein or something like that. <laughs> I mean, it was just because <laughs> it was just so bizarre with their Uzis and their like Gucci bags or, you know. <laughs> You like where did these where did they Hills, come from? Beverly Hills chick number one. That's that was. That oh, was never. It. Okay, well, yeah, yes, yeah. of course, That's, of course. You get, top, you get top billing on that. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> darling, absolutely. But no, yeah, that's just well. The thing is with that movie, it's like there's so many people that pop up in that movie. Yeah. Go mile, and it, that's why, like, I kind of. It's also just a, a very odd movie that I just another video store find is what it was that people just like love and like push on people, and that one just yeah. is a fun one. Well, it was funny. I was in this, um, there was this, uh, what was it? Entertainment. It was, a, it was the, the hundred best movies you've never seen. And of course I was in two of them. I was like, you know, on one hand, that's a great thing for a career. And another thing is not so great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not exactly the best things. I was like, hmm, I wonder if that's a good thing. But um, yeah, no, Steve DeJarnett. I mean, the, yeah. the right answer. Yeah, it is a really, really interesting movie. That hope, yeah. hopefully more people will watch because it's, it's just fun and then you you were you were uh in fear and loving las vegas as well mm-hmm. as, as Al, yeah. Al, alice the maid is that is, is that I mean, alice the maid yeah that was that was fun that was great i mean that <laughs> yeah it's more, com- went, it's more comedic than than usual i think i know right. yeah that was the best thing because yeah. i i really hardly ever get to do comedy and i went in First of all, I was just, I could not believe I was going to go in and read and meet Terry Gilliam. Yeah. I mean, that was just like, I could not freaking believe it. And um, they said, you know, do two different versions of this woman. We're not sure who she's going to be. You know, in the book, okay. she's, a, a, she's, she's Mexican and she's older. And, but, but because Benice, anyway, they said, we don't want it that. We want, we want something different. So I did two different ways. I think I did, I mean, I did some sort of Southern mm-hmm. maid gal or something. And then I did that sort of Eastern European, yeah. you know, where is she from? Um, a Stan kind of woman. And, um, but when they, when I got the job, they said, they forgot to tell me which, which one they wanted me to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to the set. I was like, Oh my God. You know, as so I asked Terry Gilliam and he was like, Oh my God, do the, do that accent. Where the hell, you know, he was like, that cracked me <laughs> up. That cracked me up, you know? Yeah. So, that was that was really fun. That was just one day, you know. Yeah. That was just one day filmed in that in that hotel room, and yeah, it was good. It's quick and fast. And you mentioned accents, and you and you tend to have like a lot of different accents when you're doing like the roles we've talked about. Like, what is how long do you spend on each accent, or is that just like you have that already in your like in your toolkit, basically? No, I work I work on it. I mean, I, I listen. It's just I'm I mimic. You know, I mm-hmm. um, I mean, I do what a lot of actors do is you, you, um, I, I just got, what I use is the BBC. Sometimes the BBC has really good 
tapes of people okay. you go on and I imitate them. Actually, though for Titanic, I had a vocal coach. I had an accent coach, I mean, an accent yeah. coach, which was really great. And so she had tapes for me and um, that was wonderful. But otherwise I just, I just find it, I find somebody I want to imitate and just do that, you know. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. And, and then my next question is that how many times have you been blown up in movies? Right. <laughs> I am the most explosive actress in Hollywood. I was. Um, let me see. I was, I blew, I guess I self combusted in near dark. Okay. In the sun. So I yeah. guess that counts as, one. counts as one. I, I don't know, you know, Miracle Mile, did I escape or not? I may have gotten blown up in the nuclear blast. Well, that one is, we leave that it, one. Yeah, yeah, it never shows, it never shows. We're not sure. So that's, yeah. a, you know, that's term, uh, Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah, Le yeah, oh, Aliens, two. I blow myself up. Yeah. And then, God, Lethal Weapon 2, I get blown off the diving board. Yeah. yeah. And I heard, and you were, you were, uh, were you pregnant during that time when they shot that? Yes. I, okay. Yeah. I was six months pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, but it was not me going off the diving board. Yeah. And, no. and, they, and, they, and was it the, did the stunt woman get like? Yeah, she got blown in. Yeah, it was, she didn't get hurt. I mean, I okay. think she, she might've hurt her, her foot or so. Yeah, no, yeah. she, yeah, she, but it was, it was a, a sort of a mistiming gotcha. sort of thing. So her, her, her getting blown is actually a stunt woman being blown off a, a board. So I just had to be my the I, my the horrible thing I had to do was be in a bathing suit at six months pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> that was my risk. Yeah. So okay. was, it, was it three? So we had we had Near Dark, Aliens, Lethal Weapon Two. Uh, was there another one that I'm missing? Uh, miracle, and then the possible Miracle Mile. Yeah, possible Miracle Mile. We're not sure. Um, oh no, I wasn't blown up. I was stabbed. Billy Baldwin stabbed me. Killed me. <laughs> Did you ever, you ever see that? Which, which, one, which, one, which one was that? It was called Fair Game. I have not watched Fair Game. <gasps> that one I have not oh, watched. It is so bad. It <laughs> is. It's, it's getting to the point where it's getting so, it's so bad. It's very 80s. And it's yeah. with, it's, it's um, Cindy Crawford's first yeah. and final film. Her last, her, oh, her debut was... and her, she, oh, it was. I'm it looking was at yeah. Bad. I'm looking at the budget compared to the box office, and it's not a not a pretty sight. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I think you want to hate watch, and it's okay. but it, it's really good. I mean, we play these these assassins. It's from this book, apparently. Mm -hmm. They made two movies out of it. Two bad movies in the '80s out of it. Yeah, I'm reading. You right. run around trying to like kill. Her for you never know the audience has no idea why through the entire movie until the very end where the, all of a sudden the big monologue comes up you know where they do you know Explain, why I'm yeah. chasing you you know oh no my god and we're running around Miami in a black van wearing all black clothes as if we're never going to be seen I mean it's most it's just it's it's so good it's so bad <laughs> it's really good yeah it, it <laughs> I, looks like, look like it was Cobra was the movie it did. Oh right, yes, yeah. the other one. I, yeah. It's just the most. And then they had to, they had to reshoot it, and they had, oh my god, they had to dub her over, and oh, then they, I think they had to fire the director. And oh, it was, ew, oh boy, yeah. But it was a great Miami vacation. I spent <laughs> twelve weeks in the, the cor in Coral Gables, and it was a great. It was really great. <laughs> I, yeah, when I hear someone it's like, like just a bad movie, they're like, oh, but at least it was a good location I got to go to. Like, I think. It was oh. 
Well, I knew it was it was a bad movie when I read the script. <laughs> oh, I knew it. You're like, I just um, didn't realize. I did not realize how bad. How bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Miami. Like let's uh, I need a vacation. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly was my consideration on yeah. that one. <laughs> like I heard, I heard one of the producers on like Waterworld was like, man, at least we were in Hawaii because if we weren't in Hawaii, I would have. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so true. I mean, you yeah. know, that's, yeah. So the past few years, you have a new venture you've been doing as well. Mm-hmm. And that's Jeanette Braz. Yeah, if it's actually been 11 years. 11, oh, wow, okay. Oh, yeah, wow. no, it's, I know, time flies. <laughs> um, when you're killing yourself. Um, yeah, no, it was kind of 11 years ago. I was actually at a convention. This is where I got the idea. I was at a Comic-Con in London okay. or outside of London. And someone said there was this bra store there that I'd heard about on the internet, you know, and I went and mm-hmm. just kept saying, oh my God, I, why don't they have bras like this in the US? And I, why don't they open a store here? And it was just this thing like, I don't know, why don't we do it? It's like, how yeah. do you import a bra? And my husband's an artist. And so he like designs the, the stores and yeah we opened one in east hollywood and then second one and then got covered in the wall street journal uh-huh. and opened a third one. and you know just kind of learning about business and but it's you know it's kind of like the arts i talk to people i i learn about them their stories and i get to select beautiful lingerie that i get in paris mm-hmm. and my husband designs things we call it retail theater <laughs> you know, it's an, envi- an environment that people walk into yeah and okay. um, so, yeah, now, now so we've got four in Los Angeles and one in Atlanta. And we opened our last two, the Burbank and the Atlanta store, within three weeks of each other. It oh, wasn't man. planned that way. And then the week before the, the, the shutdown. Yeah. So it's, it's now we're in a completely different trying to stay alive. And yeah. we're, you know, we're back open. All, all yeah. the stores are back open and mask wearing and all that. But uh, yeah. And yeah, you, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like appointment because I because I know because the store is near the video store. You do, it's appointment only, right? Right, now. right, right. But yeah, it's a you make an appointment. That's the best way to do. It. We do take okay. walk-ins when we you know can can accommodate people. But yeah, you okay. make an appointment and it's one-on-one. The business works really well because it never was a browsing store. It's always been one-on-one, mm-hmm. so it it works well for the social distancing and the masking and all of that. We don't have people touching stuff and all that. So gotcha. it's you know we've got really really loyal clientele. And they've been incredible supporting us over the years, and mm-hmm. especially now during this, to make sure that we survive, get to the yeah. other side of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then where where can everyone find like that? Like, Jeanette Bras. So it's JeanetteBras.com. Mm-hmm. and then also um, then you can make an appointment through there. You can also get a remote fitting if you're not in Los Angeles or in Atlanta. We do that, and then um, I'm on Instagram at Jeanette Bras LA, mm-hmm. and there's also Jeanette Bras Atlanta Twitter. All the, all the good places. Well, cool. And I, ha- yeah, I have two, two, two final questions for you. Um, uh-huh. like I said this past month, what we do is we, t- we, we go through genre as well on our podcast. And this past month, mm-hmm. we talked about sequels. And that's okay. kind of what led us to talking about James Cameron because he's done a number of sequels in some way with Aliens and Terminator. Mm-hmm. Um, first question, what is your favorite sequel? Mm. God, what is my favorite? Ooh, I think I know. I mean, I love Aliens. I hate mm-hmm. to say that one, but but yeah, that was. True. Um, but um, twenty eight days later. Okay. But yeah. I can't believe I remember. I thought of that. I usually get I freeze on questions like that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love twenty eight days, and I like twenty eight days later. It was really good. Yeah. Both, yeah. Both fun films. 
Both yeah, very right. different. Very different. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next question. My last, well, this, this, this one might be tougher. Uh, okay. Uh-oh. What are your top five favorite films? Ah, somebody <laughs> asked me this pretty, this is really hard. Okay, well, I, I don't know top five favorite, but I loved Gloria. Okay. By Cassavetes. Mm-hmm. I just love that movie. Um, Man- Mandy. Yeah, you just did a you did a podcast recently. Podcast that. about that. I know. I was just thinking about it, and I saw it again. To be, oh my god, just yeah. crazy, just just good, good and crazy. What else? Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> my husband's yelling things in the background. Um, <laughs> his favorite movies. Let's see, Carrie. Okay. Doing all his genre stuff. Um, That's fine. Ooh, Grapes of Wrath. Okay. That's an amazing. Oh, I That's love movies so much. Yeah, Grapes of Wrath was a great movie. I saw a really good movie the other... I mean, I saw it in the theaters. Mm-hmm. It was at the New Art. I saw it at the New Art. It was called Support the Girls. Oh, yeah. So good. I mean, I saw it at the New Art, mm-hmm. and I thought... And then I saw it, watched it again. It's on Amazon or Netflix or something like that. Yeah. Just And then James Agro's in it, so... Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's in Near Dark. Right. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. The, he's in the bar, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. So, so those are your five. Okay, God, that's, a, that's an interesting mix. Grapes to Rad, Support the Girls, Carrie. Gloria. Yeah, there you go. Mandy and Gloria. All, all good films. Um, yeah, I, I guess Jeanette, uh, anywhere else we can find you? I know the, the, you said Jeanette Braz uh, on Instagram, and I think you're on Twitter, correct? And Instagram? Yeah, Twitter's Jeanette Braz, Instagram Jeanette Braz underscore LA. Um, okay. Where else? I, you know, I do voiceovers, but yeah. there's nothing you, where you could find. I do, yeah, do that. I think I, I am in, I am the voice of the Enterprise. I'm the, the, the double, what was it, um, Magil Roddenberry? You know, the old Enterprise um, computer? Mm-hmm. It was, they were doing some kind of re, where you go yeah. back in time and you hear a voice. So I am that computer it's, voice. It's like Star Trek, uh, is it shorts is what it is? Uh, something. I, you know what? It's some fan said, I heard you. I was like, how did you, my God, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, so every so often I'm, I'm popping up doing uh, voiceovers, mm-hmm. things like that. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's where... That's where I am these days. Well, cool. Well, well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Brandon. And that's it for our special re-release of our Jeanette Goldstein episode. I want to thank Jeanette again for coming on talking to me. Uh, it was a fantastic episode. I love talking to her about all the films that she'd been in and kind of her experiences and also what she's currently doing now. Jeanette Braz is still going going strong in Atlanta and in L.A. And so, yeah, she's doing very well. And I hope, again, it was a great interview and hopefully it provides you all with some more context to the making of Near Dark as well as the uh, as the other films talked about like James Cameron's films like Aliens and Terminator 2 Judgment Day and Titanic etc but yeah also go check out our James Cameron episode if you haven't listened to that as well back in September of 2020 um but yeah that's all we have for this episode be sure to like and follow us on Facebook Twitter Instagram TikTok Letterboxd etc uh, if you want to contact us, feel free to do that. SonationPodcast at gmail.com. And also, again, just to remind you all, give us a review. The reviews help us, help us gain exposure. And and we love reading your thoughts. So feel free to do that if you can. Uh, we truly appreciate it. But that's all we have for this episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We hope you listen to more episodes soon. Bye. Bye.